0: Side effects don't just end when the chemotherapy ends. They can last for anywhere from months afterwards to years afterwards. And if you're unlucky enough, some of the side effects can be actually permanent. So right now I'm done the chemo and I'm in the phase of still trying to manage some of the side effects. So some of the side effects that have lingered and stayed on. Are the neuropathy, so that's the tingling and the numbness in my fingers and my feet, uh, the chemo brain, which is memory and all of that, uh, the fatigue, not so much, but definitely still there, and mood. And the mood, I think, just goes into the whole frustration with the side effects, so it kind of goes hand in hand. So for me, Those are the big side effects that have kind of lingered. I had this expectation that when I was done, I would still have the side effects. I was told they would probably last six months to a year, but I had this idea in my head that every day they would be gradually and gradually less, and so every day would be a little better. And I assume this because with kind of every cold you get, you know you're getting better when... Every day gets a little better, right? So you end up with a sore throat and you're on the mend and it seems to be just the evenings as the day wears on and then every day you get a little better. Your throat's less scratchy, right? Or you're plugged up and as the days go on, you're less and less plugged up. You have more and more energy. Symptoms or side effects from chemotherapy are not like that. They go in waves. So you might be able to string together two or three good days and then all of a sudden you'll have one or two bad days where it feels like you are still in chemo or you just finished chemo. And it's supposed to go like that for six months to a year and after a year if the symptoms still hang on then they're most likely to be permanent which is kind of scary. So. How you know you're getting better is it should though get better gradually over time. So the waves won't be as much. So you'll be able to string together hopefully more good days, but you're still expected to have those bad days. And so it goes up and down, up and down. And I'm told that's the normal progression of side effects with chemo. So having the chemo and the side effects really, really blows because it doesn't just end. So with the neuropathy and how I'm feeling still is my, my fingers still feel numb. Um, I'm trying to, a numbness, not so much a pins and needles, just more numb. I feel it more when it's colder out. So sometimes it feels like a circulation thing where I just, the tips of my fingers just can't warm up and they're, they're cold to the touch. Like if I touch other parts where it's warm They feel cold. The bottoms of my feet, again, it's not pins and needles, it's not necessarily my toes, but the bottoms of my feet just feel swollen. And I know if I'm trying to exercise or I'm on my feet lots, the next day my feet just feel so sore and so swollen, like I've just been walking on them for a long time. And earlier I described it as you're going to a beach and it's hot and you're wearing sandals and so you're in bare feet all the time and they kind of get that swelling feeling and maybe they're rubbing a bit so maybe it kind of like you're starting to get blisters on the bottom of your feet that just start. It's still that same feeling. Um, So when the mood ties into that it becomes really frustrating and I feel like I get irritated really easily. And frustrated easily and I don't have as much patience because I want to exercise I want to go for walks and energy wise and stamina I feel like I can do it even just getting on the bike but after 20 minutes into it my feet are aching so it's holding me back um, when my fingers are bad I little things I I can't do as well like I just don't have the dexterity I can do up zippers, I can do up buttons so I count myself lucky, but if I'm say helping my daughter with her zipper it takes me maybe a couple times to get it started because it's a smaller zipper or I'm playing with my son and we're doing Lego and there's just some little tiny Lego parts that I just can't quite get that fine motor and hold on to it tight enough because I can't feel the piece to do it right. Um opening jar lids. I mean, not that I was at an amazing jar opener, lid opener before. And I mean, I have my handy dandy rubber uh, jar opener lid tool from ATCO gas, but even simple things just are like um, pill bottle lids, that twisting motion where you kind of, it's not quite with your hands, but you kind of get, get your fingers in there. I just, I, I can't do that. And that can be frustrating. So my mood ties right in and I get frustrated too because I think I've got nothing to be stressed about. I don't need to stress. I've got an amazing family, an amazing uh, network of friends and support system. I get to be with my family. I get to just slow down, but I still feel like there's this stress and this anxiety and I'm irritable and I'm short-tempered with my kids and I catch myself and it just and I step back and I think, Oh my gosh, why? There's so many people that I've talked to or I've read and I heard about. And the big thing they say coming out of this is they sometimes the little things that used to bother them, they don't anymore. They don't take those things for granted. Life's too short. And in my head, I'm thinking, why? Why is that not me? I know life's too short. I don't want to spend my life arguing with my kids and my husband over the littlest things that really mean nothing in the big picture. But I can't help it sometimes. So for an example is, I'm making cupcakes for my son's birthday and he wants lightsaber cupcakes. So I had the red sprinkles and the blue sprinkles and I was got the icing on and I had them in bowls and I'm dipping them to cover them with sprinkles. And I turn my back for a second and my daughter, three-year-old, you know, wants to help. And she opens the green sprinkles and dumps them all in with the red sprinkles. And she's like, look, mama, I'm helping. And I just lost it. I just was like, I, I spoke to her sternly and I was like, no, I asked you not to touch and you're touching. And I just, and then it took me a bit for me to stop and think, why am I doing this? And so she's crying and she's, I sorry, mama, I sorry, mama, which broke my heart. And I had to stop and think, really, is it a huge deal that she makes sprinkles? She's three. She is three. Like lighten up. It's not a huge deal. Take the top sprinkles out, pour some more in. Like who cares? But at the, in the moment, I was just like, I, I, I had this project I am determined to do it I want to make this party perfect for my son these cupcakes and those little things so I'm feeling this awful guilt and this stress that I just want to be able to let go um, yeah so that's kind of the mood and the irritability the fatigue it's hard to really measure because I have two young kids at home I have a three-year-old who doesn't nap anymore She's that in-between stage, so she might nap if she's super, super tired, and it, but it's not every day. It's like every couple of weeks. If she does nap, there's no way she's going to sleep at night, and already she is, does not need a lot of sleep. She is late, late to bed and early, early, early to get up, and that's always been her, and that's how she is, and I swear she's not my child because I love sleeping. Even before all this, I love sleeping. So when I'm trying to measure fatigue and that's, they always ask, how's your fatigue level? Like how are you on a scale of one to 10? Are you, are you more tired? I don't even know what the norm is supposed to be. And they're like, you know, the the norm for you. Well, I have young kids. So is this pre-young kids? Is it while having young kids? Because the cancer happened while I had a two-year-old. So it's right in the middle of having young kids and being tired all the time. I don't think I ever got to catch up. Isn't that the whole point? You have kids and you never know a good night's sleep again. And you wish you could take up all those naps that you refused to as a kid. And then with two young kids. So the fatigue level is really hard to measure. Could I use a nap every day? Of course. I would love to have somewhat of a nap every day. Um, Sleeping in. Is that nice? Yes. But again... It's like, do you get to bed at a decent time? Well, no, my kids go to bed late. And so the only time I have to myself or to get things done around the house without my little helper is after they fall asleep. So I get to bed later. Do I run off seven hours of sleep? No, I've never run off seven hours of sleep. Even I guess maybe less so now, but if I had to, could I do it? Yes. Is it ideal? No. No. Am I more cranky now if I don't get my sleep? Perhaps. I don't know. So that one's really, really hard. Um, And then the next big one is the chemo brain and the memory. And I talked about chemo brain before. Do I feel like it's getting better? Some days. But my memory is still not quite there. Because there's times uh, people will ask me things or... Or you know, my son will say, "Do you remember you said that?" And I, or my husband will be like, "You said you were going to do this," and in I cannot even remember remotely saying it. Whereas before, you know, you get forgetful, and then you think, "Oh yeah, I did sort of promise that," or, "Yeah yeah, no, that makes sense." I nowadays I swear it's a blank. I can't even bring up a conversation. I write lots of things down. I do. But the calendar is so full of appointments and everything else and even with everything written down to glance at it and things like that. And I glance at it, for example, for we, my son had a birthday party to go to. It's nothing but birthday parties. And I could have sworn it started at two. And I don't, I was probably mixing up with another party. I, I swear, like I'm, I think I glanced at the invitation, but for whatever reason, it didn't stick in my head and we were late and I feel awful. But it's those things like that, like I remember looking, I I think I do, and I just, I can't always remember. Um, And as a teacher who, who wants to go back teaching, that does scare me. It scares me because these kids who I'm teaching, they're with me all day. They don't deserve someone who's irritable and and short patience and someone who can't remember, like, what if I don't remember birthdays or I remember their names and from one lesson to the next and some things like that are so important, especially to young kids, birthdays and names and little details they tell you about their pets. And I used to pride myself on my memory that I could remember all those details, their siblings name, what they did for the weekend, and you could bring those up and it helps with bonding and creating those relationships and now I just worry that I, I won't be able to. Also with the, I guess it's not really memory, it's finding the right words. Sometimes I cannot see connections between words or even synonyms, right? What's another word to say you're happy and, I'm, and I stop and it's, it's blank. My brain is blank or else it's just beyond my reach. And that's really frustrating when you're trying to explain something. And then again, as a teacher, I, you want to be able to explain it in more than one way. And if you're just standing in front of the class blankly staring because you don't know what else to say or the words just aren't there, that can be that's scary. It's intimidating. So I'm trying to play all those games that are out there, the wordle the Loodle, because you know, little nasty words here and there. And again, I used to know like a whole bunch of nasty terminology and I play that Loodle and I just stare at it. I do Semantle and sometimes I get so frustrated because I feel like I'm throwing all these words out, but the connection is not there. Like I cannot get the word easily. Like I, f- I find one that's close and then I it's like a complete blank. And I just like, I have no other way how to say that or what, how this would be connected to anything else. And I sit there and it's just frustrating because word games and that are something I thought I was good at at one point. So I need to start doing more Scrabble and crosswords and Sudoku and stuff. And I'm trying to, but again, it's time, right? Because I'm doing say the Wordle, the octortle the Loodle, and I mean, there's a hundred out there but it requires you being on your phone to do it. And if you're on your phone all the time, you're missing out on what's kind of around you too. So trying to find those moments to do it where I'm not giving up family time or setting those examples where my kids just see me on the phone all the time and not even doing some really important things. And I remember we were even watching a movie and I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, Pull out the wordle and do it. We're watching a movie, and I think my son looked over and he's like, Are you gonna watch the movie with us or not? And then I was thinking, You're right, it's a movie, this is family time. How many times do you go out and you see everyone on their phone when they could be conversing and things like that? So, I there's that when to do it, and it's important. But again, so you're thinking, okay, I'll do it when my kids go to sleep. Well, there's a million and one other things that need to be done. And my brain's not the sharpest in the evenings either. So it's, it's hard find, finding that balance. And then sometimes you play those games. And like I said, when I just can't get the words, it's just more frustrating. And it's a huge blow to my confidence when it's like, you finally got the word in 142 guesses and you're just kind of like, awesome. I am brilliant. So that kind of affects mood too, makes me irritable and, and frustrated. And I've got this feeling that I just, I want to go somewhere. I just want to drop everything and, and go somewhere and, and do something and see something. But I can't just do that. You can't. I can't just drop everything. And to be honest, there's not much of a world to see right now. Flights are very, very expensive. So everything costs a lot of money and do I bring my kids well I'd like to but then if I do it by myself that's important too or if my husband and I go away and do something but that means leaving my kids behind and we have relied so much right now on family looking after the kids that I would feel so guilty and not fair if I was like hey and now do you want to look after my kids even more so I can get away so that's I I couldn't do it. I just feel so guilty. And school and is so important for my son and these friendships, especially with everything going on in our home life. I want him to have good friendships and him to have structure. so I can't just pull him out in the middle of school and say, let's just go because right now he's doing so well. He's thriving and I, he loves school. So I don't want to take him away from that. So it's kind of like, okay, maybe the summer will do something. So it's like this this waiting of wanting to go and all these things holding you back and you just feeling cabin fever and anxious about it all. On top of that, you're it's waiting for tests. I, I have to get tests every so often and waiting for them to call you to set those up. And I'm you know waiting for this CT scan and. I can't go anywhere or book anything until the CT scan is clear. Because if it's not clear then more chemo and everything like that and then there goes your summer in the next however many months of your life or whatnot. So again you're in this limbo of waiting. So some of the things um, I'm totally shifting tracks here but some of the things you can do about these side effects is I talked about how I wanted to kind of see a naturopath. So for my neuropathy, I am going to do some uh, acupuncture for it. So I've got that set up and hopefully it'll help. Um, I started taking B12, but then I stopped it because there's conflicting evidence. So there's some sites that show B12 is supposed to help with nerves and hair growth and all that after chemo, but there's a now new set of um, evidence and that has come out, uh, new research that shows that it actually can um, increase the chances of reoccurrence for cancer. It, it, the cancer cells feed off of it or whatnot. So I stopped taking that because there's no way I want to contribute to any kind of reoccurrence, especially if it's something that I know I can stop. So I stopped taking that, so that was kind of like a start-stop thing. Exercise is another thing for neuropathy. But again I'm, I'm trying but my feet it's hit and miss so again that can be frustrating the memory i said i'm doing all those word games and stuff like that the mood that's more like your exercise and your yoga and your meditation so i got a, I was doing really really well on that when i was kind of going through chemo but when i was going through chemo everyone else was stepping in so i'd have time to do it I'd have those times because they're like, oh, you need to sleep. So I do like a whole meditation before I went to sleep and a visualization. And now you're out of chemo and it's kind of like, okay, you're out of chemo. You know, like we, we've got our own lives. We, we put our lives on hold for you and I completely get it. And so now it's moving on. So those forced times I had to do it, I don't have anymore. So it's again, reshuffling and finding that balance as life moves on of how to incorporate all these positive things in your life and still have time for everything else. So it's it's going to take some reshuffling because I'm adding new things but I'm also taking away things. So we're I'm not in the groove yet. As a family we're not in the groove. We talk about how we want to do yoga. We do yoga and we're like this is great we should keep this up and we'll do it for like two days in a row and then Something comes up and then something else comes up and then the next thing you know, it's been two weeks and we're like, we really should do yoga again. So, But onwards and upwards, uh, there's always room to start new habits and that's going to be kind of the next thing, how to incorporate those all and make them last.